0: This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi and welcome back to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. The mission here at Summit Life Ministries is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision for us as believers to see our identity through God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. You're doing it, we're doing it, here we are. This week, we're off road a little bit. I don't know if you remember at the end of last week, but we said we were gonna do that. We're gonna do something called the Great Divide this week.
1: Yeah, last Friday, I just shared with everybody that we were gonna go off road. We're going to finish, I promise you, we're gonna get back and we're gonna finish the Age Changer series and finish you know that in its completeness before we would introduce another new series but because of this moment in our history as americans and the controversy surrounding the election of our president and how uh, divided we are as a people i just felt that it was important for me to interrupt uh, the regular scheduled teachings that we were going to do and just take a moment and share uh, a perspective that I feel uh, will help equip us navigate not only this moment, because uh, I I know for for me, you know the the night of the election with its lack of clarity, and then the next day and the next day, uh, you know you you have that uneasy. Yeah feeling within you
0: you know of, i was
1: <laughs> yeah you
0: called me out on it
1: <laughs> and and no matter the outcome of human elections jesus is still king yes, he is. and that all things are going to work together for the good of them that love god and that are called according to his purpose so we've got to stay rooted yeah. grounded and established in him mm-hmm. uh, not based upon whether our candidate won Uh, or whether our candidate lost, Uh, there will always be winners and losers in election cycles. But again, we're trying to elevate the vision of the church to live an identity in Christ through the framework of God's eternal purpose. And this is not an anti-American statement, but long after America no longer exists, and I love our country. Me too. I love uh, some of the values and ideals uh, that our country was founded upon. But I'm gonna—I like to make statements that are, I mean, black and white, very, very uh, clear, to where it's not that I'm trying to be controversial for controversy's sake. It's not that I'm just trying to use. You know, buzzwords that would inflame people's passion. But long after the United States is in the dustbin and the ash heap of history, the kingdom of God
0: the kingdom.
1: is an everlasting kingdom which shall never pass away and never will be destroyed. And all nations, all governments, if we can learn anything from history, yeah. we know that they have a life cycle. They start and they end. There is a birth Mm -hmm. and there is a growth and development and then there is a death and dying process. And then those nations in their configuration, Mm -hmm. they cease to exist. And so I'm not forecasting that for the the United States of America. uh, But I do want to say that my... Primary allegiance and my primary loyalty is not to the Constitution of the United States. It is not to the founding documents. It's it's not to any of those things. My loyalty is to Christ. To a king. Uh, my loyalty right. is to my king. Yes. He is the King of Kings and He's the Lord of Lords and and uh, so ri- nations rise and fall, but. He, His kingdom will stand and no matter what the season or no matter what the test. And mm-hmm. so every day as believers, we seek first yes. the king and his righteousness, his rightful place. And I align myself in saying, I want to be in alignment with your will, your authority, and I want your kingdom to come uh, and your will to be done. In the nation that I live in, in the neighborhood I live in, you know, uh, you know, in my family. So everything is. It's not that I am opposed to governments. It's not that I'm opposed to government structures, but our value system and vision
0: mm-hmm.
1: is so much bigger than the American nation. It's about a universal kingdom. Mm-hmm. Because my king is the king of the universe. King. So that helps orient me as I go through the ebbs and flows of political cycles and elections and, and those things like that. I've I've taught and preached that Romans 8.28 is kind of like the spiritual Rosetta stone that can interpret every event in human history, every event and circumstance in my life, mm-hmm. uh to where when I when I read what's on that stone and I, I get frightened by what's going on. You know, God says, no, I want you to turn the stone around. I want you to retranslate this because this got lost in translation. You don't understand what's going on in your life. Read, read this language because it'll help you interpret what's on the other side because you know this language. This is the language of heaven. And I want you to understand my heart, my will for you. And so when we interpret the circumstances of our life and the language of our life, through the language of God, the story of God, the narrative of God, then my life and your life makes perfect sense. I mean, we understand we were born on purpose, for purpose, and that no matter what hell may try to do, uh, God is going to fulfill his purpose and his plan in the earth and through us as his
0: people. And that's where if we are centered on ourselves because we are moved and shaken it's a mess but when we're centered on christ who is immovable unshakable yes. then there's a solid he's a solid rock
1: can you can you imagine daniel uh and the the other companions that he had that you know we call them this is not their jewish name their hebrew name but shadrach meshach and abednego uh, these guys were uprooted out of a life they knew, out of a nation that they had known. Mm-hmm. And their worldview was that we're God's unique and special people, and we have the blessing and promises of Abraham, and we've been given the law of God. And and then to have a foreign power come in and conquer them, enslave them, carry them off to, to a foreign province and a foreign land, and to then be integrated into that foreign structure Uh, you can imagine, and to be tested in your loyalty of your faith Mm -hmm. in that foreign, demonic, pagan culture, and God show himself just as strong on your behalf in that dark, difficult environment that's foreign to you and could be disorienting to you. But thank God for some men that were so focused in an unwavering faith that caused them to be loyal to their God that you saw that God did powerful things in their life, that God did not abandon them. He was with them. He was for them. And then we see this marvelous uh, testimony of Daniel's life as someone that was promoted and was able to influence that dark kingdom for the purpose of God. And and now Daniel's story is, is given to us as one of the books of the Bible. And if he was in Israel and stayed in Israel, right, I wonder if we would have the book of Daniel. But God wanted to put him in a context where the brilliance of his call and the purpose for which God brought him to the kingdom uh, for such a time was illuminated. And so he, he, he was born for that moment. Mm-hmm. It was a dark moment for the children of Israel to be to be uprooted and refugees in a foreign land, uh, but those that knew their God. Uh, you can see how God used them in the long continuum of his purpose for his people Israel and prophesied things that gave the people of God hope mm-hmm. that there was a day when this, this darkness and difficulty of them being refugees in a foreign land, captives in a foreign land, how mm-hmm. God would restore and return their fortunes back to them, return them back to the land, and there would be a rebirth mm-hmm. of the Jewish people in their native land and on their native soil.
0: And God had worked that all out, and it would not they wouldn't have necessarily looked at that and said, wow, this is a God thing that we're being carried off captive, but. But like you said, would, would we have even had that book if they had not walked through that and God shown himself the way he did? And one thing with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that always has stood out to me what, in their stand was, um, our God is able to do this thing. He's able to save us from this furnace. But if he chooses not to, yeah. we, we will, will serve not bow. Him. We won't bow. So they realized that God, God's plans and purposes are bigger than us telling God the way that he should do things here on the earth. And I I think about that when I think about um, our election cycles and different things. We don't know what God knows. We don't have, we're growing in, in, in receiving his instruction, his wisdom, but we, his thoughts are higher than ours. And his, his ways are, we're still learning his ways. So we, that's why we trust him. And when he does something that isn't according to our will, We need to be good at that and yield to that and trust that he is doing and working a good thing. Yes.
1: You know, going back to Daniel, I didn't think that I was going to go here today, but (laughs) I just feel like the Lord is leading me there. You know, Israel was to be a light to the nations. And Mm -hmm. obviously because they fell into a backslidden condition, Mm -hmm. which led to their chastisement, their correction by God. Mm Uh, he removed, and I'm using a New Testament phrase, but he he Mm. removed their candlestick because they were not a light to the nations, Mm. because they embraced darkness themselves and got into idolatry, sexual immorality, all those things. God uprooted them and took them. But here were these loyal uh, followers of God, those that had not backslidden, because God always has a remnant, and the remnant has to understand that uh, we are living in a nation that that could experience the chastisement and the, and the judgment of God. But it provides a light. It provides a moment, I should say, for the light to shine in places that we never would have had uh, as great an influence. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the church likes to, to have its fireworks in the four walls of our building, but Daniel is brought into the Babylonian kingdom, integrated in their uh, government, persecuted for his stand, that he was a believer in Yahweh and loyal only to him. And so we read these stories about Daniel uh, being in the lion's den and the king running over to where they had lowered him down into this pit. And he said, Oh, Daniel, he said, do you still live? And he told about how God had shut the mouth of the lion, preserved him. Yeah. And what was the response of the king? He said, have it declared throughout my empire that the God of all <laughs> right. gods is the God of Daniel. Mm-hmm. And Daniel will always be associated with that edict. And, and he said... God, Daniel's God is, is God. Yeah. And so this provides a moment of the church in, in the chaos, the confusion, the lack of clarity, the unsettledness yeah. of where the future of our country is going. Uh, it provides the remnant with the opportunity to speak in the midst of the confusion, the lack of clarity, mm-hmm. a, a, a a clear message. Hey, you want stability? You're not going to find it in this season of our nation's history. It's going to become, if we thought we were a little queasy and unsettled (laughs) about what just happened with this razor-thin election, we haven't seen really what's going to unfold. And that's where we're going to go. And I, I wanted to get there some today, but we're not going to have time to get to it. But I, I want to finish by saying we must go beyond knowing God simply by moments of intervention mm-hmm. and visible activity of God that we readily recognize. Hmm. We must learn the ways of God. Yeah. You've heard me uh, preach about miracles. Miracles Uh, only are recognized as miraculous at the end of the process. But mostly miracles come out of an unfolding, sometimes unseen, hidden process where we would have never looked at the origination of that process and said, there's nothing supernatural or miraculous about it. Because, you know, people believe that uh, the miraculous always has to look spectacular, and it doesn't. Sometimes it can start out with great weakness and simplicity because God, in by stealth, hides his plans and his purposes. Mm -hmm. But then when it's an intervention and it's visibly seen and known, then people go, oh, that was a miracle. Well, the people of God that know their God know God not just by his hand, but we know him by his heart. Mm -hmm. We've learned to understand his ways. We see what he's doing behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. We're a people that recognize his fingerprints on our lives and upon human history. And and the Bible tells us that the children of Israel knew the acts of God, the works of God, the acts of God, but Moses knew his ways. Many of the church many in the church, I should say, they they live for the next intervening moment of God's hand. And if they don't see God active in an intervening way for a miracle, then it's like, what's wrong with God? Why isn't he intervening? Doesn't he understand our dilemma or our trial or our trouble, our difficulties? Show Why?
0: me a sign.
1: Yeah, show me a sign. <laughs> How many times have we heard, I've been praying that God gives me a sign. Well, we've got to go beyond only trusting God when he gives us evidentiary signs that indicate I'm still here, I'm still involved, mm-hmm. and I still bring breakthrough, and I'm still keeping my promises to his people. We want to be a people where uh, we are walking in his ways, mm-hmm. in other words, walking where he walks, because mm-hmm. there is a way that God, and and a and a pattern yeah. and principles of life in how God expresses Himself, and I find that many people are so Christians are so superficial; they don't they don't look beyond something that's tangible, uh, visible to them. Uh, and, and we need to see God's ways. And and what we're going to be teaching on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I, I want to unpack one of the ways of God in how he deals with nations, how he deals with his people. We're going to look at the ways of God. And I think that we're going to see that in our country, there is a, a distinct pattern, a distinct pattern way in which God is dealing with us now and if you don't discern and cooperate with what he's doing you're going to get very disoriented and confused
0: mm-hmm.
1: you will get very disappointed with God because God didn't do what you wanted and but there's a reason why uh, what we're going to see in the unfolding days of our nation's history it, it's going to be difficult and we would we want to just Cling to, you know, the passage in First Chronicles 7, 14. If my people which are called by my name shall pray. Well, I believe profoundly in that passage of Scripture. But I also know that there are times in which to bring God's people to a place of humility. Mm -hmm. So they will pray and repent Mm -hmm. and turn. God has to deal with us. Mm in his ways, the ways he deals and tests the heart and reveals to us our heart to where we see our true condition. There's no way we can turn unless he reveals the heart. And so I want to stop right here because that's where we're going to go uh, tomorrow. And we're going to talk about the future of our country. We're going to talk about the way uh, God is dealing with our nation and the church right now. And that we've got to cooperate with him so that there can be a turning. There can be God doing a work of rebirth in our nation.
0: That's good. I feel like I just want to keep going, but I'm going to save it for the next time. So thank you for watching. If you would like to know more about Summit Life Ministries, please check out SummitLifeMinistries.com. And on YouTube, you can subscribe to SummitLifeMinistries.com. Um, on Facebook, you can like us, and and on Instagram, you can follow us, all those things on social media. We really appreciate you watching us and supporting what we're doing and sharing um, this message because we really, we're here to to share it with the body of Christ, the message that God's put on our heart. So thank you. We love you. Bless you. Have a great week.
1: Bless you. Love you.
0: What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.